This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I am a schmear pen pooper Truman Geld, and I approve this message. All the dirties, Jake cares, Jake brings. I'll take one last brown trophy for my ass. Always, I know, I'll be second best at this show. Watching, waiting, mom, I'm commiserating. Say it ain't so, if I were you, show the golden mic is ready for me to carry home. You can't just say nah, you gotta tell me why I didn't get it. You gotta tell me why I've been getting thirties this whole time. You can't just, it's arbitrary. My name is Josh Valerie Hermantis, and I am straight Chuck to receive the golden mic for that sick lick of a post chorus. <laughs> Hell of a cover. This guy doesn't give a shit about anything, really. Who does? <laughs> uh, this guy, Jordan Holmes, writes in from Canada, does not mention coronavirus at all. He's just happy of himself. It had to have been before before the virus. No, this was sent pre-virus yesterday. recording. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Canada is a different it's a it's a, it's a different world, yeah. brother. And uh we're living in a different world than we were last week, but thank you to Jordan Holmes for writing in that theme song. Indeed. So, just a week ago we did the the first post-coronavirus episode where I called you. Audio was a little muffled cuz we didn't really know how to record since then. We've upgraded to... By the way, I, I knew how to record. I, I knew how to do it. Yeah. I record remote all the time. Okay, so that's that's actually going to be a turdy, turdy on your ass. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to do it so early in the corona days yeah. when we should all be banding together and looking out for one another. But you're going you're gonna to get a turdy for lumping me in with you there. Um, anywho, let's try to stay positive. Because it's all we got. Yeah, this one, this episode hopefully sounds better. I got a microphone. We're using Zencaster to figure out like uh, remote recording for me from my house without having to go into the office. Correct. And you're doing great so far. How has your week been since like the first few days where there was so much uncertainty? We just didn't know what the hell would happen. Now, 
a little more clarity. It might not be good news or bad news, um, but at least we are, we have a little more clarity as to what situation we're in. Yeah, it's interesting. That I don't feel more clarity. If anything, it feels it feels more serious. It, I'm like it. It feels a little more dire, but it doesn't feel any more clear to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, for me. The first few days were like, oh my god, this is a disaster. We're heading towards this iceberg, and I don't know what it means, what the data will show, if quarantining will help, how much it'll help. And now it's been a week of staying indoors, and uh, I guess the initial shock has worn off, and now I'm just sort of hunkered down like a crazy person in a in a closet with a rifle waiting for the the bad part to come. Right. I guess that doesn't feel... Does that feel like clarity to you? It feels like... I guess maybe in a, in its own weird way, but I, I feel like there's new things that we're unclear about. Yeah, there are definitely new things, but the I guess the landscape is a little. It went, you know, when like porn used to old photo, photos used to like show you a blurry version, and then the resolution would get sharper and sharper. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the porn that we're seeing is the scary future, and that vision is getting sharper and sharper. So you can you're starting to be able to get off to it. Yeah. So I'm reading all the data about what situation is happening all around the world and I'm trying to nut to it. But isn't like all of the all of the data that we're learning and all the all of the expert opinions and stuff, it's like mostly their guesses. It's like this is worst case, this is best case. We don't entirely know what uh, what we're headed for. Yeah, it's a lot of wait and see. And a lot of the things that we're waiting and seeing on is happening right now. And there's always a little delay. Like, it takes a few days to get sick once you have it. So all these quarantines that have happened in the last seven days, we won't know the results until next week. And we'll see how many people are in the hospital today versus a week from today. Right. But until then, we're self-isolating and self-quarantining. I assume you are too. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm self-isolating. I am social distancing. I am sitting in my apartment and I'm slowly losing my mind or quickly losing my <laughs> mind. Or I'm sort of like losing my mind and then recovering it multiple times a day. The highs and lows. Yeah, I think it's it's the it's definitely the highs and lows. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm never like, this is good. But sometimes I'm like, all right, I think this is what I need. I need a regimen. I need a schedule. I need to be a little more zen. I need to do yoga. I need to do this. And then sometimes I'm just like laying on the couch, refreshing Twitter, being like, this is despicable. This is so bad. How will it ever get better? You know? <laughs> yeah. Has your schedule been like that of a a crazy person? Like, are you waking up in the middle of the night? Are you going to bed super late? Are you like, mostly the same? Midnight to 8 a.m. It's definitely not the same. One thing I stopped doing, which I think was like a little bit helpful to me, was like setting an alarm in the morning. I'm like waking up between 8 and 10. And I'm just like not going <laughs> to... The world sucks too much for me to like be tired or in a bad mood. So I just like... I kind of wake up naturally and then uh, <laughs> That's good. ease into my day. Um, That's a good tip even for the future. Yeah. And I've been doing things it's like that I should have been doing all along. Like the my like morning stretches and recovery exercises for my foot. Uh I used to sort of rush through them if I had to get into the office or uh bring Jill to the ferry or something. And now I just 
wake up when I wake up, and then I do my foot exercises. Yeah. So it's my day starts off good every morning. That's nice. Uh, and then it then it goes downhill. How's your sleep quality? Is, would you say it's roughly the same? Yeah, I think it is roughly the same. That's nice. Maybe if if anything, it's a little harder to fall asleep because I don't do as much during the day. Yeah. But uh, I haven't had a ton of trouble falling asleep. Honestly, have you? Uh, I haven't had trouble falling asleep. My issue is when I wake up at like you know. You, the pre-wake up when it's like 6.58 and you check your clock and you just go back to bed because you can. Mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, 6.58. Let's see what's going on. Oh, my God. Oh, God. A senator has it. Oh, shit. Look at the death toll in Italy. All right. <laughs> it's 7.15. I'm awake. I'll just wake up. Yeah. And the I mean, the problem with that is that you're not only just waking up slightly before you're ready. You're waking up and, and sort of being alert to the bad news. Yeah. You're, there's no uh, keeping the phone in the other room and having an hour to myself every morning. It's more like the bad news rips me out of bed. Yeah, that's what you want. Grabs me by my collar, throws me on the floor, and starts yelling stats. That's your fix. You start mainline, mainlining t- shitty Twitter as soon as you wake up. I'm, I'm, uh, I find myself like almost addicted, craving the information, the facts, the stories. But as I send it to friends, uh, I'm some of them give me pushback. Like, don't send me this shit. I don't want to know this shit. I want to like not stay off of it. Get a day or two, or even an hour or two away. Are you more like, don't mm. tell me this stuff? Ignorance is bliss. Or are you more like me, where it's like it makes me feel more comfortable in a way to know all this stuff? It definitely doesn't make me feel more comfortable to know it. But I'm also not like, hey, don't tell me anything. I don't need to know. I'm trying to be happy while I'm quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of like, I know that like learning about it is like kind of useful, helpful, but also it definitely depresses me. Yeah. Um, there's also though like not really anything that I can personally do. So, so also like to an extent, I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to look at this chart of everyone that has it in America right now. <laughs> what good is that doing to to old herwitz here uh especially especially because you're in the epicenter yeah i mean that has been that's it's it's been tough like i don't know it's there's everybody has this kind of like shelter in place right but like i keep on fantasizing about just having a slightly bigger place and i have a nice apartment yeah but I, I certainly wish I, right now, I would not mind being in my house in LA. Right, a backyard that you could just sort of walk outside to and feel safe, but still outdoors. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, couldn't you theoretically too, just like, you could go to Griffith Park and go on a hike, couldn't you? Yeah, except that's a big problem now in LA. They've removed every type of recreational activity. So like, you're not supposed to go to the suit, uh, the mall, you're not supposed to go to a movie theater, I'm not supposed to play basketball. So now every hiking trail is like overcrowded. And now it's getting to the point where they might have to shut those down. Because, you know, it's hard to be six feet apart when uh five million people are on the same hiking trail i mean that's what the parks look like in new york and then i just like i see my friends that still live in connecticut just like hiking at sleeping giant like oh wow (laughs) yeah they can still do that a lot of people are leaving the city yeah i actually i'm leaving the city next week oh really for for the foreseeable future um i guess indefinitely but probably not that long i got a place upstate 
Whoa, Airbnb style? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have a an end date I, or are you like uh yeah, just keep it open for me. Run the tab. There so the the person whose house it is I I contacted so many people on Airbnb cuz like some people are staying in their houses. Some people are um not allowing people from New York City to stay in their houses. Of course. Uh some people are you know, like they had somebody in there yesterday and I'm like, I don't want to stay there either. Yeah. Uh, so I contacted a whole bunch of places and this this person is like, basically has it open the rest for like the next uh, two months. Uh, so I'm going to, if, if it's like good for Jill and I, uh, just keep on extending. Wow. And just have your own. I mean, you don't have a dog. You don't have a baby. You can go anywhere. Yeah, I'm... I'm very much looking forward to getting out of the city. It's funny because, like, uh, I think through this process, I've realized that, like, nature and the suburbs and space is in my DNA, and New York City is in Jill's DNA. Like, the idea of leaving the city is very comforting to me and scary for her. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. When, she, when things are going to shit, she's like, all right, we have to, like, hunker down in New York City. Like I, that's not my instinct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in theory, you want to be around millions of people. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's just funny. Uh, but that's why we're taking a, a sabbatical upstate, and if it works, we'll stay <laughs> forever. Uh, hope so. Yeah, yeah, we'll never come back. Are you happy that you? Is there any place that you would rather be as like aside from your house, or do you feel? comfortable and safe there no i feel comfortable this is like a good mix of suburbs and city so like i have my own space and then i can also walk to a supermarket if necessary that's great um remember last week when i, I was talking to you and marty and we we're like all right let's all guess when we'll be back in the office like normal again and uh oh. marty said one week <laughs> or two weeks one week from now that was very hopeful what did i say april 15th i think mm, that's starting to look unlike and i said august 1st wow I guess I st I definitely don't I don't think I still don't think it's going to be August 1st. You think before? Did you 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 mean back to the office or back to normal? Uh people working in offices again. Hmm. I think that'll st I think it'll happen in May. That's nice. It's nice to imagine, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're already sort of receding back to a a slightly more normal life. I don't know if uh at the very least quarantining feels less uh uncertain and daunting to me i'm like oh now i have a new quarantine routine instead of a going to work routine hmm. i don't think i have that yet what is your quarantining routine i'm just less it sounds like i mean you wake up and you fresh horror twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wake up in a black hole but then i can go for a walk yeah do you have any outdoor time uh yeah i i go on a bike ride every day oh that's good yeah that's helpful my routine is basically a, a rotation of walk, social media, and now I got a new uh, Nintendo Switch. So you're gaming? I'm officially a gamer now. Are you playing new games or you're playing your old games that you used to play? I'm playing, as of now, old games and then new versions of old games. So I'll play Tech Mobile, which is a football game on Nintendo, in my bed, and it's sort of zen, because I'm not on my phone, I'm playing an old football game. That's nice. Then I'll play Tetris 99, which is a game, you know, Tetris we've all played before, but it throws you in a room with 98 other people all playing Tetris against each other. 
And as people get eliminated, wow. you move up. So you, you know, you're trying to get into like the top 20. And then as soon as that ends, it just throws you in another room. There's so many people playing Tetris 99. That's cool. And then yesterday, I signed online and Bobby Lamb, you know, shout out oh, to yeah. Bobby, our old DP from Lonely and Horny, when people could hang out together. Bobbins. He was on his Nintendo Switch, so I was playing like old Nintendo games against him. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice to yeah it's nice to see a familiar face. That I went I had I had a booked social calendar yesterday. Yeah, with Zoom parties. Like I had two birthday parties, and then Jill's friends just like got together for like a drink around nine thirty. That's definitely happening happening now. Like there's there's a new world order happening, and Zoom parties are starting to lead the lead the trail, lead the fight. Zoom is taking. And over. I didn't realize like I was in the Amanda Ferry Zoom party, and there was like thirty people in there all video chatting. It worked relatively well. Oh, you were? The, I was there. Yeah, I was there from like uh, maybe nine to ten East Coast time. Oh yeah, East. Wait, that's what? Oh, I guess actually I left just before nine. I had another party to get to. <laughs> It's kind of it's it's sad, of course, because everyone is at home fearing death. But it's also kind of like you know there you can see that there are some advantages to a regular party. You don't have to get dressed. You don't have to shower. You don't have to travel. You can drink in the comfort of your own home if you want. Yeah, it's true. It's it's really it's kind of uh, grim, but that's like a, a perfectly acceptable future, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little dystopian, but at the same time, once we can all hang out in, with each other again in eighteen months, once the vaccine has arrived, maybe Jesus, a maybe months. a Zoom party is not a bad idea. Everyone, yeah, it's a, it is kind of fun. If the only thing you you that I think that it needs is like the ability to like. Uh, to like separate into some one-on-one combos. Well, there is you know? a there's private DMing features, right? But that I, you know, like in the old chat rooms, how you would like you'd be in the public chat, and then you'd like some you could like go private with someone, yeah, if you needed cool. to cyber, yeah, yeah. That's ba- that's basically what I want Zoom to be. <laughs> I want to be able to be at like a thirty-person Zoom party, and then like you can like click on somebody, they could click on you, and it's it's almost like Tinder, right? So then you can, you've been right swiped to someone uh, to go chat privately with them. Oh, that's cool. And you don't have to do like mutual masturbation, but you could if you wanted to and they wanted to. Yeah. I noticed when I arrived to the uh, Zoom party, everyone was still reeling from your suggestion that everyone starts mutually masturbating. <laughs> I said if everyone wanted to. Yeah, but nobody wanted I announced to. that I had wanted. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm going to try playing poker tonight against my friends virtually as well. So like apps oh. are starting to develop or maybe they've already been here, but now that's like this is their time to shine. Where anything right. you would have done in the real world can be digitized and put online. Yeah, which I think is good for humanity, and we need it right now. But it is like, there's there's a hint of sadness to all of it for me. Yeah, it's a Black Mirror like, episode. Yeah, the fact that we're doing all this like, oh, you can like do this on Instagram Live. We can, and, and you know what? People should follow HeadGum on Instagram because we're doing cool shit like that. You baked a loaf uh, of banana so- bread while I read you the recipe that's right you and i went live together uh you you gave me the recipe i made the banana bread it was delicious by the way thank you Uh, it was great um so we're doing cool stuff like that but there's there's just like a a tiny little hole in my heart for for like you know this stuff has to exist because 
because like all of uh, the joy of our old life has been taken away. That's right. And this is again week one. Yeah, but it's so it's necessary and good, but it's born of bad news. Um, yeah. Have you been? That's uh, all. <laughs> I know you're not one to like drink by yourself, but have you been drunk since the apocalypse? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I in the Zoom party, people were like drinking and you know hanging out, and I'm like, I don't want to drink by myself. That's not me. Yeah, I don't think. I know some people that have like basically been like getting trashed and I don't have any interest in doing that. But I think that like having, uh, having a beer at the end of the day is a really nice feeling. Yeah. It's helped. Yeah. But I wonder if people like, would you say you've led a healthier life since the quarantine or a a less healthy life? Definitely healthier. Isn't that interesting? Would you say you led a less healthy or healthier? Uh, maybe slightly healthier, especially in terms of like cooking at home, like, a much more efficient uh where i'm like waking up making breakfast occasionally making lunch making dinner of course i say making with a grain of salt because some of it is just frozen dinners but i'm definitely not like right. ordering fucking chipotle postmated yeah i think that's i mean all of our food has been home cooked and like really delicious good good food yeah we're i'm uh, definitely saving money yeah it's, it's definitely saving money uh of course the um like uh society's on the brink of collapse and like we might not have any money etc etc yeah but yeah saving in terms of uh just like yeah what i usually spend on like a delivery fee right i'm not doing that that's nice although i am i'm not i don't find myself even though with all i have like all this free time i'm not consumed with being productive i find it hard to like not that I'm trying to, but like, I don't think I right now I could hunker down and write a screenplay. Yeah, I think that's, this is one of the things I've been struggling with. Because like, it feels like there's almost like a pressure on creative people in general to like, don't slow down, like keep up with your output. There's all these different avenues that are open to you now. Um, but I'm like, I don't have very much motivation because i'm a little sad i'm mourning (laughs) i'm mourning the world as we knew it before this yeah uh and thankfully i haven't even like had any tragedies in my life like you know anybody that i that i know having corona or like being sick from it i mean it's sad how many people are struggling and dying and stuff um but like it hasn't directly affected me aside from just like i can't live my life like i used to yeah but still, it makes it makes it so I'm not like eager to work on that screenplay. I've never had the time for. Yeah, I've got the time and not the heart. Right now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not carefree enough to create a ton of content yet. Yeah, but I am. I've been thinking about like kind of like writing out a schedule and like trying to be as intentional as I possibly can about like my mood. I'm not. I don't know exactly how to fix it but waiting for it to get better uh is is not really effective i'm my like attention span is warped to the point where like i tried reading a book not even a novel but like short stories george saunders short stories that avital was reading i'm like every four sentences i'm thinking about coronavirus like i'm not taking any of this in (laughs) have you you're exercising right 
Uh, only the walks. I'm not like sprinting or doing push-ups and stuff. I think that like physical exertion has definitely helped me a little bit. It, I mean, it, even doing something like yoga where you're like in a minute long plank or something, uh, that that makes it so you can't really think about coronavirus. That's nice. Yeah, and the video games help, but of course that's not physical. Yeah. You could get those. There's something called a ring fit, isn't there? That It's like a video game fitness thing. Yeah, Jeff was saying that there's like some video game way of staying active as well. Yeah, I think Caldwell's been using his. Um, all right, why don't we take a break and maybe even answer some questions. Remember that? Sure, shit. I hope I, re- I, hope I remember how. Yeah, let's thank some sponsors and we'll be back right after these. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh uh, did I sneeze? <laughs> no, I was blessing them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gaiazuntite. <laughs> so you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional looking portfolio or online store. Yes. Exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes. If you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, Hi, Rodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is byrodney.com. Really? But B U Y Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy just something buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. I might buy by Rodney. I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can find out at HiRodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should go to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use Squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's Squarespace.com slash segments right. and use that coupon code, that promo code segments mm-hmm. uh, when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com yep. slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Woo! Holy smokes, Jake, you sleep on a Helix. Yeah, I'm in LA right now. Which means you live on a Helix. Yeah, I miss my Helix. Yo, you didn't bring it out? No, I should have. I should have. Well, you know how easy it is to take their sleep quiz, right? Yes, well, not easy, but let's let's not call it a quiz. I don't like that language. language. It's like a two-minute quiz. You say how you sleep, and then they match you with a perfect mattress. They say what? They They say what? Based on your answers, they can you say this. what they say? They select what are the, the what do the talking points say? Um, Why don't you read it verbatim instead yeah. of calling the quiz easy? Well, it's like a two minute quiz. Does it say that it's easy? Uh, it's a sleep quiz. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Why don't you stick to the talking points, asshole? <laughs> 
Oh my right? God, why are you mad at me? Because you're calling the quiz easy and it's actually more of a test. No, it's not a test. It's a very simple quiz. It's actually very important. Yeah, that I simple. agree that it's important. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a sleep quiz you take. They ask you like, how do you sleep? Where do you, what do you prefer? And then they match you with a perfect mattress. That's that's right for you. That's true. Yes. Uh, and that personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Oh yeah, that's true too. Um, there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So mm -hmm. uh, they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Holy shit. But look, you're not going to need it because the mattress is kind of goaded. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders. Damn. And two free pillows for our listeners. Right on. You just go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use the code HELIXPARTNER20. HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. So hop on it right now if you need to upgrade your mattress, which borderline everyone has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use that code helixpartner20, all one word, all at right. checkout. Love it. Thank you, Helix. Thank you. And we're back. Amir, do you remember when you and Ben said that I didn't know a doctor named Presley? Yeah. Well, guess who's on the phone? We've got Dr. Presley. <laughs> hey, Jake. Hey, Doc. Oh, my God. That's right. Proof that I know a doctor. Uh, and you, uh, since, Amir, you're having more of a public freakout than I am, I thought it might be helpful for you to talk to Dr. Presley about some of your concerns. Yeah, is it okay if I ask you some questions, Dr. Presley? I'm not sure what your public freakout has been, but what are you scared of? Okay, I'm scared of two things. One, a loved one of mine getting sick. Yeah. Two, so many people needing ventilators and New York City not having enough, and then every hospitalization case after that tipping point becoming a catastrophe. I, w I would say that I'm scared of those two things, too. Do you work in an ER? Can, do you know how exactly how crowded things are getting over there? So I work in a ch uh, children's hospital, and when I work in an ER, it's a children's-specific ER. So I can't speak to how crowded the adult hospitals are, um, but I... I, I know there it's pretty overwhelming to be an adult doctor right now. We're going to need those beds, Presley. <laughs> yeah, we are. Send the kids home. They actually are <laughs> taking up a lot of the space in the children's hospital and turning them into adult ICU beds. Yeah, are the, are the beds themselves smaller? Is that the difference? No. They have some cribs, but um, otherwise they're the same as hospital beds. For We're going to need the cribs. We're going to need the cribs too. <laughs> you're going to uh, need them. Exactly how crowded does it feel there already? We have we have beds in the hallways. Um, Sorry, hallways is in like you're walking down the hallway to get from room to room, but there are beds throughout it now. Oh God! Yeah, got it. See, okay, Presley, can I? I called you to to help uh help make us feel better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's cool it with the beds in the hallway stuff. All right. <laughs> I need you to start lying to us. I'm going to hang up on you if you call back and tell me the exact opposite of what's happening. I don't think I'm going to make Amir feel much better today. Um, New York City is kind of the epicenter now of COVID-positive test cases. Is it because it's actually that much further ahead than every city, or does, is New York City testing more people than ever before? New York City has ramped up its testing in a big way over the course of the past two weeks. Um, we now, I read something that we're now able to test about the same amount as South Korea has been testing, um, which is yeah. cool. Phenomenal. Good news. It was, it was where we were just testing like 100 a 
day up until like middle of last week. And that was not productive and did not really give us a sense of how many people were sick. And now I see within the last 24 hours, 5,000 positive test cases out of New York City. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. And it's probably going to like, it'll continue climbing as we are able to to do more testing. How close are we to like worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is not enough beds, not enough ventilators. We're like sending people home to die, right? I don't I don't think you have to go home to die. You just You just can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Uh I think we're I think we're close. I think we are close. And the numbers are still going up and up because, you know, the quarantine hasn't quite kicked in yet. Everything's on like a 5 to 7 day delay, right? Yeah. Yeah, the numbers are going to go up for a little bit from here. Do you uh, advise against takeout? No, I got takeout yesterday. How is that safe? You don't, there's like an option now on DoorDash where you, they leave it outside the door. Like they bring it inside, but inside the building, but leave it outside the door. So you don't have any like FaceTime with that person. So there's no chance of like uh, an exchange of droplets or even like uh, touching each other, like an exchange of any kind of fomite. That's nice. Yeah. Do you guys know what a fomite is? Yeah, of course. I know. Oh, Amir doesn't. So why don't you tell? Sorry. <laughs> sorry about him. Um, you tell him what a fomite is. <laughs> a fomite is something that is like a surface, a necktie, something that is not living that can carry a disease. Right. So if somebody has Corona and is delivering food in a plastic bag that says, have a nice day, that fomite's going to live on the plastic. The, the plastic would be the fomite, yeah. I see. So the virus lives on the fomite. Yeah. How long can it live on a fomite versus a, versus a hard surface? So uh, the hard surface can be a fomite. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I think you guys I know, get I it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, so totally. you're saying that I'm the fomite and I can actually yeah. sneeze onto a tabletop or a counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. I got one more, one more medical question. I see basketball players and they're like, I don't have any symptoms yet. Yeah. Is it possible to go through the entire coronavirus um, experience without ever experiencing symptoms or they just haven't experienced it yet, but it's definitely coming? It is possible to have it without experiencing symptoms. Yeah. The entire Um, disease, soup to nuts. I had it. I lost it and I can't get it again. Yes, it is possible. No symptoms. It is more likely for that kind of uh, disease course to happen in kids. Thank God um, for me as a pediatrician. Um, yeah, wow. but, uh, there, I think there was a study out of Wuhan, um, looking at the children, anyone who was less than 18, who was positive, um, and 15, I think 15 to 18% of them were asymptomatic throughout wow. their course. And so for testing, is it possible to take a test that says whether or not you had it before? Cause that'd be kind of convenient. Wouldn't it be? It would be. We don't have that right now. Is that a possibility? Could we ever have that? We could, but I don't know what the like function of it would be, except for that it would be nice to know. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great for me to know. And then I could go ahead. Although, do we know if you can get it twice? You you probably cannot get it twice. Um, you probably, if you have like an intact immune system, you you develop a resistance to getting it again, this exact strain. Wow. When can we expect yeah. COVID-20 to drop? I'm already over 19. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> that new strain way. I hope there's not a COVID-20. If it is, it might be a must cop. What about that idea that like young people could like 
go out and get it so they can so we can like have it be done with it be immune and then not worry yeah um it's just not you're you're not really able to control it in that way there's no way to like give it to someone um and it's also still not that smart because people have been getting pretty sick um 30 and 40 year olds have been intubated and died right, even healthy people and you don't like any if if we were just like it's okay for 20 to 30 year olds to just go out and get it they could still then not go out and participate in normal society because those people have grandparents and those people have neighbors that are older than 65 or have like cancer and are immunosuppressed etc so it's still like better for us to limit exposure for the greater good. How long do you think we're going to have to be social distancing and self-isolating? And stuff? Here, I'll throw out things at you. I'll throw out some things at you that I'm looking forward to. And you tell me, when do you think I'll be able to do that again? Let's start with hugging my mother. <laughs> um, Keep in mind, he's never hugged her before. <laughs> um, it, if you... If you self-isolated with your mother and both of you remained asymptomatic and didn't touch or interact with other people for two weeks, I'd say you could hug her all you wanted. All right, cool. Number, um, a birthday party with 30 people in a room. I don't know. My husband, who is not a doctor, is waving four months in like with his fingers at me. <laughs> Thanks, um, Pat. This is like Price is Right. <laughs> higher, lower, higher. Let's get Pat on the show. <laughs> All right, a baseball game, 38,000 people at Yankee Stadium watching Derek Jeter at bat. Guys, the Bronx I don't know, but I'm horribly disappointed about this because we get free Yankees tickets from my hospital, and it's a real downer. Yeah. Is there a world where that's not happening this summer? Uh, yeah. Um, and then we hear, I, I've been reading about multiple curves, like, yeah, we can slow down this curve, but it'll just come back again once everyone starts hanging out again. Like, we want people to ramp back up in May, so by August, we got another curve. Everyone go back to your houses. Yeah, I mean, so the, like, Spanish flu of 1918 had this, like, sort of biphasic um, uh, epidemic where it was like bad in the spring of 1918 and then bad again the next fall winter but it like kind of had a period of time where it regressed um and that could that could happen again yeah. for sure would that be just, because of the fomoids or uh or you what? have forgotten what that word was already of course <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is a bad sign when Jake has... I have to start homeschooling Jake today. This is a terrible sign. Um, no, that's more be, like... It's because like a low level of people will still have it and it like has a resurgence of like... Because that's why viruses in general have a spike in um, the winter when we all go inside and start hanging out with each other more yeah. inside. Yeah, I see that. Um, okay. Um, we got, actually got an email from a a listener cool. that I thought maybe you can help us answer. Can I read this email? Ooh. Yeah. Presley's yeah. going to have to give him a name. Yeah, fake a fake dude's name. Um, Sebastian. That's my cat's name. That's cool. Nice. Hey, fellas. Sebastian here. My girlfriend and I are completely separated during the quarantining of COVID-19. Oh, she just told me she's worried she's going to lose interest in me and will want to break up since we can't see each other indefinitely. What the fuck? Am I right? Wow. Is this all it takes to completely botch a relationship? 
We've been dating for over a year, and things have been pretty good for the most part. <laughs> this is, is this just an excuse she's using to get out of the relationship? What should I do? How can I see her again in a healthy way? Love y'all and stay safe. Sebastian. This actually does feel like it's more in y'all's wheelhouse. It's It feels more that there's an issue with their relationship than a COVID <laughs> <Yeah>. problem. <laughs> but imagine, yeah, I think. <laughs> imagine um, a, a couple just starts dating. Mm-hmm. Uh at what point can they start hanging out again? And is it does it have to be like, all right, if we're hanging out again, we're living together and we can't ever go outside? So I did. I told Jake this and he did not like it. And he probably won't want me to say it on your podcast. Um, <laughs> but I was reading a like a Q&A from a medical ethicist and they said not to have sex or kiss your partner, even if you're like a live-in, if, even if it's a live-in partner. Wow. I don't think that that's hugely realistic. Um, Tell that to my wife. Yeah. Sorry. It's not a problem for me. <laughs> um, but if it's like a, if this is a casual partner, I mean, it doesn't sound like that's, this is what Sebastian's issue is. That truly sounds like he might have a, um, a separate issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say uh, my, <laughs> your girlfriend doesn't like you, Sebastian. Anyway, go on. Um, but like, if you are in a relationship with someone who you haven't seen very much or you don't know very well, or you don't, live with i i think you have now's the time to like start i don't know having phone sex or like whoa talk really hot (laughs) (laughs) easy (laughs) um but yeah i don't think that this is i don't think this is a good time to like come over for a casual hookup yeah i bet booty calls are going down considerably or are they going up because people are irrationally horny and they're on bumble looking for their corona hookup the, not like, that that's a good thing to do, Presley. I, I'm not advising it, obviously. Doctor. But you still can do, like, st- like, get on Zoom. Yeah. I imagine that's what Zoom is for, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's why they call it making Zoom Zoom. Uh-huh. Uh, Jake, do you think she's just using this as an excuse? Um, yeah, I think I think uh, not being able to... or Or it might also be like... Uh, feeling vulnerable vulnerable in their own way. Sometimes people mm. say their project their fears so you will alleviate them. So they'll say, I think I would lose interest in you because maybe she's thinking uh, he might lose interest in me and she just wants to be reassured. Uh, yeah. So that's a po- that's a possibility. I would say this is a great excuse to get out of any like half relationship you're in. It's like, hey, I literally mm-hmm. uh, the Surgeon General says I can't see you. I don't know what you want me to say, babe. <laughs> well, we can have Zoom sex. Doctor <laughs> Presley guess. said. What's it. the point? <laughs> yeah, this uh, this epidemic is a great excuse to like force a relationship where you were mm-hmm. on the fence or force you to break up with someone. Yeah, so you can use that as the as the silver lining here for sure. Um, also, Presley, you've uh, you've repeatedly scolded me over text for um, uh, um, sort of uh, not using condoms and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you'd want to make a public statement about uh, safe sex, <laughs> now's your chance. Um, yeah, I think that safe sex is hugely important. Um, you have, <laughs> I imagine, I don't know, what is y'all's demographic? Do you have like numbers on the ages that listen to you? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly uh 14 year old, uh, boys in Hebrew school. Yeah. I, I just, sometimes I've heard you guys like sort of, um, imply that condom, that things can be better without condoms. You guys, um, you guys <laughs> imply I've said that I've, I've said it verbatim. No. Yeah, you have. Um, and 
it's just not worth it. Like no one is <laughs> there, you know, HIV is very much alive still and um, other diseases also are not fun, including syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea. And I would highly recommend condom use. I agree. I agree with the doctor. And I and I will agree to disagree, but everyone obviously shouldn't listen to me. Listen to the doctor. Okay, doctor, I got one last question for you. Yeah. Uh, have you heard the theory of like, we might as well just fucking do what we're going to do, keep everything open. People will die, but that's better than the economy like being crippled. Um, Interesting. That sounds insane to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess you—that's like an ethical kind of like, how much do you value like human life? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but this, you know, the the economic impact also is huge on human life too. Like, that's not—they're both—it's—it's it's horrible in so so many ways. But the problem here is that hospitals are already operating at maximum capacity and that's going to affect people that have COVID-19 in addition to people who have any other medical problem that needs uh, oh hospital functioning. As well. Yeah. I forgot about like actual shit. Like imagine going to a dermatologist right now. <laughs> like what if you had eczema? You are. Nobody's, <laughs> no, nobody's doing that. Well, they, they, uh, they disallowed uh, or they like ended elective surgery yeah. in New York. Yeah. I was also, yeah. I was chopping, I was chopping lettuce today and I like almost sliced my finger and I was like, Hmm. That would have been really bad. Yeah, uh, me going to an emergency room with a cut finger right now, that seems impossible. It really stings, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boo-boo, Doc. <laughs> this freaking kills. Yeah, they're like, you know, they canceled like uh, one of the big things in the children's hospital. They canceled like tonsillectomies. Um, but they're still doing like other, like kids are still coming in for chemo and kids with heart transplants are in the hospital. And it's Ugh. yeah it's not a it's you don't want those kids to not have access to the care that they need yeah they need the beds too consider yeah you need the beds we're fucked um but fortunately there's a 1000 person ship coming our way Ooh. every governor is uh <laughs> pumping the numbers trying to get that ship <laughs> yeah the governor of california is like yeah 56 percent of californians might get it so uh can we get the ship <laughs> we want the boat <laughs> I want the cruise, <laughs> the booze cruise. Um, I will say if you guys like, if people are listening and wondering what they can do, um, I would donate to a food bank. Um, because like we were talking about with the economic implications, a lot of people need food more than they, and have less access to it than they did previously. Yep. Um, and if you are healthy and you are able, I would donate blood products because there are no longer um, blood drives at schools and churches like there used to be. And we are at a critical shortage. How do I donate blood right now? Isn't that dangerous? You, you, there are clinics. Um, you can Google. So there's uh, the New York Blood Bank. Hold on. Let me Google it really quick. Sorry, we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, the New York Blood Center would be the place to look and you can put in your zip code. And if it's somewhere that's walking distance, I think it's still I think that is something that is worthy to go out of your house. Very for. good. Unsolicited advice. Indeed. Very nice. Sorry. I wanted to fit it in. Mine was about wearing <laughs> scarves. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One last silly question to end it on a okay. funny note. Sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all your fault, Presley. If I wanted to get coronavirus in the next 24 hours. Do you think I could? And how would you recommend I do it? Ooh. I would go to any random adult emergency room. Okay. <laughs> Done. Not wear, 
Definitely don't wear a mask. <laughs> nice. Um, don't wear protective eye gear. Done. Um, sit yourself next to the sickest looking person who's coughing and having difficulty breathing and get next to them while they're in, while they're getting intubated. <laughs> Will they let me do that on a whim? No, no, it would be tough. But if you were committed, that would, that's what I would do. All right, cool. Because I made a bet with Jake before you got on that I can get it in the mm-hmm. next 24 hours. I was going to go find a foamoid and just fucking lick it. <laughs> What's that word again? Fomite. It is fomite. Yeah, fomite. A non-living surface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you, Presley, for coming on the show. Guys, thanks for listening to me. I'm sorry I was a little bit of a downer. Hey, when this is all over, we're going to call you again, and we'll uh, we'll just do, like, uh, sex and STD questions. Well, but then we are going to be having, like, Zoom sex, and you don't even need to use a condom for that. Cool. So it's just going to be, like, Zoom sex advice relationship questions. So it won't even be medical advice, actually. Nope. Perfect. <laughs> Can't fucking wait. The future is here. Uh, we got a closing theme song from Hunter McCoy in Central Florida. So thanks to Hunter for your theme song. Thanks to, uh, God, I already forget the name of the original theme songer. Do you remember his name, Jake? No fucking clue, man. Jordan Holmes. Nice. Jordan Holmes. Uh, and thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back as soon as possible. We're making stuff on the HeadGum Instagram account, um, live streams, and trying to keep people as entertained as possible while we quarantine ourselves. That's right. Stay safe. Stay home. We'll be back soon. Use condoms, folks. That was a HeadGum Podcast.